hello, hello. Happy Monday to you all. Welcome to the Alex Gem Experience. This podcast is about how to change our lives. Yes, just when you think, Alex, how can you possibly come up with something more magnificent and interesting? Well, I've just gone and done it. How can we change our lives? Let's dive straight in. So we're going to look at, firstly, the importance of change, how to instigate change. Then we're going to look at some some general principles that will enable people to create the changes they want in their lives. So yes, we all have different priorities. You know, some of us might want to become healthier. Some of us might want to lose more weight. Some of us might want to get in a relationship. Some of us might want to increase our wealth. Some of us might want to have more of an impact on the world and so on and so forth. We all have things that we would like to improve. This is natural. This is evolution. This is what progress is. So, I mean, one of the reasons why I became absolutely enthralled in helping people to change their lives is because, you know, there's so much information out there. We're not, we're not, we're not starving for information everyone well well, i wouldn't say everyone but most people know the things that they need to do to to get to change the quality of their lives right a lot of us know that in order to say lose body fat or gain lean muscle there are certain things we need to do this is not rocket science obviously there are some ins and outs there's you know science and studies and all kinds of things in terms of our our, our, our chemistry, biochemistry, how we operate, our hormone, our metabolism, all these functions, I get it, I get it, it can be quite complex, but generally speaking, don't, on a regular basis, don't consume more calories than you uh, release or burn, it's quite simple for losing weight, so most people understand that, you know, exercise often, Obviously, there, there are nuances and strategies in terms of how to exercise and so on and so forth and, and when to eat and what practices like intermittent fasting and then all these kind of uh, strategies and what kind of uh, eating programs to adhere to and all that sort of stuff. But we all understand eat natural foods, foods that come from, you know, the ground, the earth. Um, vegetables, fruits, we will understand, eat these kind of foods, you know, lean meats, you know, if you're not allergic, eat nuts, you know, if, if your diet permits it, then eat eggs, it's quite filling, it's really cheap, all these, we get this, we all get this. So why aren't people getting into shape? Well, enter Alex Gem, you see, um, because it's far more complicated than that. There are so many things that enables change. If most of us know the sort of things we should or should not do, then why aren't people changing their lives? Why aren't people stepping up? Why aren't people increasing their standards, holding themselves accountable, changing their thoughts, their beliefs, their experiences, their key emotions that dictate and govern their lives? Well, that's what we're going to explore. Let me give you a couple of other analogies before we dive straight in. Uh, in terms of, uh, of, of wealth, it's very simple. If you want to accrue more money, then essentially get a promotion, start a business, uh, develop diverse passive income streams, you know, invest in real estate, in stocks and shares, in commodities, gold, silver, oil, you know, uh, utilize the, the highest paying interest rates. You know, there are so many strategies we can adhere to to save money, to make more money and these sort of things. It just requires effort. Yeah, go and get a go and get a, a role model, a mentor, someone who's been there, done it, highly su- successful so that they can um, 
they can help you to to progress more rapidly and save you a lot of heartache and mistakes that they made and all these sorts of things. We get it. We understand. But why aren't people doing it? Here we go. Okay. So if we want to improve the quality of our lives, really, we have to address stress. Because I personally believe that our emotions, which is closely aligned to stress and stress is closely aligned to our ego and our ego is closely aligned to our fears and so on and so forth. And our fears make us want to stay in certainty and stay in the familiar and stay in our comfort zone and so on and so forth. Now, these things are very much, uh, you know, align themselves to one another. So. We have to address how we deal with stress. We have to create change. We have to do new things to instigate change. So when we get stressed out, we get knocked out of homeostasis. We become imbalanced. Our neurotransmitters don't function appropriately. You know, we start to make worse choices. We don't process information well because stress has taken over in our our, our primitive brain. If our, our medulla and our limbic emotional brain are taking control and our cortex, our forebrain, uh, our frontal lobe, you know, are not in control, which means, you know, we're more susceptible to behaving irrationally, illogically, and so on and so forth. Um, So yes, stress is one of the main, and you know, most people spend 70% of their lives living in chronic stress, because they spend most of their lives living with it by identifying with the ego, and, 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 um, and by identifying with the mind and their conditioned consciousness and, and what they have, what they don't have, their labels, their possessions, how they judge themselves, how they judge others, these sort of things. And that's why a lot of people uh, are, are unhappy. But I'll, I'll address that a bit later on. So if we want to instill long lasting change, we need three key things here. All right, We need to be committed. There's no doubt about that. If we want to be committed, we have to learn to invest, invest our money, invest our time, invest our energy our mental, physical, emotional energy in the avenue that we hold dearly, that we want to progress in, right? If we want to change our lives. Um, you know, the next thing we need is inspiration. Now, inspiration and motivation. I've done many YouTube videos based on this, so please check that out. Um, inspiration and motivation are very, very different. Now, you can become extremely successful in many areas in your life if you are just motivated, right? Um, but motivation will also bring along its accomplice if you will its assistant um, is pain is affliction it is suffering so when you are motivated you're trying to force an outcome yes you're you're you'll have enough a lot of energy a lot of willpower more often than not to succeed if you have a strong enough motivation but you're going to accrue a lot of pain and it's totally unnecessary instead become inspired which essentially means Understand that it's not about you. Understand that you are a channel, if you will, connecting whatever great era intelligence that is out there, whatever source, whatever God you believe in, whatever kind of spirituality, uh, ideology you adhere to, whatever beliefs you have. You are the intermediary. You are the ins- source of inspiration. You are connecting the greater intelligence to other people in many different ways. Now, if you're inspired to create music, if you're inspired to draw art, if you're inspired to create a business, you know, inspiration means you're doing it for a greater cause. You are the intermediary. It's not about you. It's about how you connect people to something truly special, how you are able to support people in their lives in various capacities. And that's what inspiration is. Inspiration is when you are being pulled and you're no longer pushing and trying to force something to happen. 
So yes, become inspired. Lastly, we need to become aware. The first part in creating any kind of change in our lives is to become aware of, uh, of, the, prob- of the program and the problem. We need to identify the pattern. If you have certain thoughts that you have, and each thought that you have produces a certain chemical, and each chemical that you have, you know, there's a feedback loop between your thoughts influencing the, the chemicals, the feelings in your brain, and your feelings then influencing your thoughts. And this happens back and forth until you do certain behaviors because of the emotional intensity of it all. Uh, and your brain creates a snapshot in its mind, a snapshot that makes whatever is happening in front of you at the time a long term memory. That's what memories are. Um, and yes, that people can use that to their advantage in the form of motivation, having a purpose, a vision. Uh, but it can also be very detrimental in forcing people to live in the past. And I'll come back to that a bit later on. Um, so, yes, we will need to be able to identify our mental, emotional patterns. If there's a certain thoughts that we dislike about ourselves, we need to catch ourselves thinking those thoughts. We need to question ourselves. We need to poke at it, if you will. Metaphorically speaking, we need to kind of become the observer, the watcher around thinking. Okay. Oh, pardon me. Someone's trying to get in touch. Hey, what can I say? Busy guy. Maybe, maybe they want to talk to me about what's going on. Um, so I can give them some support in their own lives as well. So let's get back to it. So we need to be able to um, identify our pattern, how we are running and so on and so forth. And this is vital. So now that we understand that the first part of change is being able to identify that the issue, the problem, being able to spot it, now we can start to look at some some fundamental practices that every single human being can incorporate. The reason why I love these strategies that I'm going to share with you is because you don't need to be a genius. You don't need to be an Elon Musk. You don't need to be someone who's incredibly wealthy or successful or innovative in order to really, really make the most of your life and to kind of capitalize on our opportunities in the, in this realm. Okay. So that's what we have to understand. So let's dive straight in. Nutrition. Yes, I know it's not the most attractive thing to discuss, but our Nutrition is absolutely vital because this is the difference maker between protecting our existing brain cells and also giving ourselves the energy to continue because our energy is everything. The amount of energy we have on a daily basis will influence our our emotions, it will influence our levels of productivity, our quality of our performance in any endeavor in our lives. So what we put into our bodies is crucial. So, you know, if we are very insulin resistant, which means that we've been eating unhealthily, like highly refined processed foods full of sugars and and so on and so forth, um, then what happens is our cells kind of mutate. They become dysfunctional. They become replete and filled with garbage if you will they're not able to effectively deal with 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 incoming substances and so our own pancreas begins to create its you know excessive amounts of glucose in an attempt to force ourselves ourselves not ourselves in order to force ourselves to take in this extra glucose 
Now, what happens is this extra glucose that's trying to be forced into yourself, it kind of spills over and spends a longer time in your bloodstream, which is obviously not very good at all. And it's essentially what, what results in type 2 diabetes down the line. Um, so if our cells aren't functioning properly, then we aren't functioning properly. And also, if we're eating unhealthily, a poor diet in the long term can harm and damage your brain cells. That's right. Poor eating habits can make you less intelligent, 100%. Okay? Um, and we can compensate that. Well, not necessarily compensate, but we can change that and reverse that process by instead giving the body and ourselves what it needs. And that is... Uh, colorful fruit and vegetables. So, so colorful fruit and veg, you know, your celery, your avocados, your pomegranates, your blueberries, and all these sorts of things. They are packed with antioxidants, okay? They are packed with um, um, the main type of polyphenol, which is called the flavonoid, okay? Now, these are crucial because when you promote oxidative stress in your body, which is what happens when you eat unhealthily, and your body produces lots of free radicals, which is just means like harmed cells that are missing electrons. What happens is when you eat these um, flavonoids, these colorful fruit and vegetables, they provide the electron, the missing electrons to these free radicals, thereby allowing them to become healthy cells again. And this stops the negative chain reaction of um, free radicals harming other cells and, and creating this this and spreading this uh, disease which eventually leads to disease within us so eating healthily is crucial for ensuring that we make better choices that we function we have we we think more clearly we have more energy we're not lethargic and living and chronically fatigued and, and and suffer from chronic inflammation which is what happens when we uh, don't eat well so in terms of addictions, over time, you know, people begin to associate their eating behaviors with, with their own identity, with who they are. And this is why it becomes over time an automatic response for people to just eat unhealthy food. They start to just eat pastry and breads and cakes and sweets and drink, you know, fizzy drinks and so on and so forth without thinking things through anymore because it's just an automatic response. It's what they do. It's what they're familiar with. And they begin to associate it with their personality, which is very, very dangerous. So anyway, that's enough about our healthy eating. Let me also teach you about the importance of having a morning routine. So we want to wake up every single morning feeling inspired and driven and energetic, right? And one of the main ways we can ensue that is to ensure that we go to bed having already understood what we need to do the following day. Having a clear purpose, having clear goals, having something that we can wake up to feeling excited so that we get out of bed as opposed to just laying in bed, hitting the snooze button a dozen times, then staying in bed and going on our phone for, for you know, copious time, going on your Instagram, your Facebook, your Twitter and this and that um, in a way that just reminds yourself of who you are and that, therefore your limitations. But I'll come back to that a bit later. So instead, look after yourself. Have a purpose. Know what you need to do the following day. Make sure you go to bed excited about waking up the following day. Not just that. Establish quality morning routine. I want you to get used to paying yourself first. Now, you can pay yourself physically, um, 
in terms of monetarily, so you know, putting money into certain savings accounts and so on and so forth uh, immediately as soon as you get paid, for example, so that you don't um, spend frivolously and 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 become wasteful in terms of your money uh, so that you don't just spend all of your money on your bills, on your loans and so on and so forth. Make sure that you put some money aside for yourself, for your future self, for your future family or your existing family for that matter. And likewise, I want you to also pay yourself in terms of giving yourself time. So see if you can establish a morning routine whereby you put yourself first because a lot of people wake up, they might hit the snooze button, they'll go on their phone a little bit, they might go and have breakfast and then they're off to work, for example. They've not necessarily done anything to improve the quality of their day, the quality of their lives. They've not reminded themselves of what their priorities are, which should be their own needs, their own feelings, their own emotions so that they can you know, step up throughout the day and be more joyous, more peaceful, more giving throughout the day because they made time for themselves at the start of the day. So, you know, I'm not here to tell you exactly what your morning routine should be like, but I've got some ideas. So you could do things like journaling, writing out your goals, some form of reading or learning in avenues that are important to you. You could do some some form of exercise and also HIIT training. HIIT training is fantastic for promoting what's called BDNF, brain-derived nootropic factor, which helps you to make more uh, stronger synaptical connections amongst your neurons. It helps, helps to pr- make newer connections amongst your neurons as well. Uh, thus enabling you to change your thoughts, your emotions over time. Really, really powerful stuff. It also provides clarity of your thoughts and it helps to stimulate neuroplasticity. And I'll talk a lot more about neuroplasticity in a moment. Um, so yes, exercise actually makes you more intelligent, especially HIIT training, high intensity interval training. Um, check out my YouTube channel, The Six Pack Mile with Alex Gem, so that you can understand how to utilize HIIT training, what the benefits are. I'll give you many ex- um, workouts uh, of what HIIT training is, how to speed your metabolism, burn more calories, stimulate thermogenesis, uh, stimulate neuroplasticity and neurogenesis by uh, exercising in a specific way. So go check out the YouTube channel. All free content, of course. Um, what else can you do? Obviously, write out your goals, like I said. Uh, Cold showers or hot showers, for that matter, or both, are fantastic because that also stimulates BDNF, uh, you know, hot and cold exposure. Very powerful, great for blood circulation, great for releasing negative toxins, great for refreshing us, waking us up, especially cold showers or cold baths. Um, Really does wonders for us to help us sweat if you're having a cold, uh, a hot shower or a hot bath for that matter as well. Really uh, sweating out, it mimics exercise as well. They're, they're very much similar. And, you know, if you have a bath, a hot bath, and you completely engulf your body in that bath and you sweat a lot, you sweat out a lot of toxins, a lot of heavy metals. Um and it's great for improving heart rate variability. It's, it's great for helping you to be healthier, to live longer, to make sure you don't suffer from things like stroke, uh, cholesterol levels and so on and so forth. So really, really important stuff. Um, make time for, to think about being grateful and make time for visualization or meditation or any other mindful strategy that you want to adhere to. Deep breathing is great for getting yourself centered and ready for the day, allowing you to put yourself and to put things into perspective so you don't get caught up in your own ego throughout the day. 
so these, you know, choose the routine that suits your lifestyle best. I don't know how much time you've got before in terms of when you wake up and when you have to, uh, you know, go outdoors, for example, for whatever reason. Um, so, yes, up to you, but take your morning routine very seriously indeed. Next, new experiences. Right, this is incredibly important as it relates to stimulating neuroplasticity and therefore neurogenesis, which is all about changing your results in life. If you want to change your quality of life, if you want to get better newer results in your life in terms of losing weight, making more money, learning things, personal development, improving the quality of your relationships and so on and so forth, then it's all about neuroplasticity and neurogenesis, okay? I can't emphasize that enough. And one of the best ways to stimulate that is through new experiences. Because if you do and see and experience the same sort of things every single day like Groundhog Day, like right, you, you travel to the same places every single day, same work, you drive to work the same way, you visit the same person every, every, every day or near enough every day, you speak to the same kind of people in person or over the phone every single day. You eat and drink the same kind of foods in the same sort of ways, on the, in the same kind of cups and on the same kind of dishes every single day. If you watch the same kind of TV shows and episodes every single day, if you do the exact same sort of things every single day, then will you change? That's a rhetorical question, people. The answer is no. You don't have a chance. I don't care how motivated you are to change. If you do and see and experience the same things most days, then you're you're not going to change and it's definitely not going to be quick. It's going to be a very slow, very gradual, snail-paced level of progress that you experience. So literally plan out new things for you to experience. Because what happens is... If you go to the same physical environments and do the same sort of things every single day, then it triggers the same sort of mental emotional programs, your subconscious programs that you've taught yourself to experience. And, you know, 95% of our behaviors, perceptions, emotions are subconscious programs, meaning you've experienced and gone through them so often that you, you begin to do them without even thinking about it. It's, it's a subconscious routine. That's what it is, subconscious program. So... We have to force ourselves to do new things. Now, there will be varying degrees of discomfort whenever you experience new things. For example, you know, um, going scuba diving or jumping off a cliff into beautiful water. You know, people get scared of different things. Or, you know, if you've been fearful of going on a plane throughout your life and now you want to go on that. You know, if you, if you want to go, I don't know, explore a cave or go... Uh, mountain climbing or i don't know if you want to uh, do what whatever even going on new holidays to new destinations or even embarking on new courses or, or or getting certified in certain areas in your life um whatever it is when you look to start something new you will experience some degree of internal resistance this is natural and this is good this is what we want because you have to step outside of your comfort zone if you are to change the problem is most people want to stay in their comfort zone because they want to stay with what's familiar, what's known. They want to be certain. They want to feel safe. That's what your unconscious wants. It wants familiarity. It wants the same sort of thing every single day because it, it thinks that we're safe that way. But we have to rise above this and we have to force ourselves to do these new experiences and to not listen to our unconscious and, and the excuses that will come up in our minds to kind of get us to not do these new things. So be very aware of the way you kind of try to put yourself off from doing new, new things. 
be very, very aware of this indeed. So neuroplasticity is absolutely crucial if we are to transform the quality of our lives. Um, it can be as, you know, innocuous as learning to play a new sport, learning, you know, traveling, going to a, on, on a trip to somewhere you've never been before. You know, it could be driving to a new city or country rather than getting the plane that which you're familiar, familiar with, for example. It could be, um, what else could we do? We could go watch new movies, go to new cinemas, go to new restaurants. You know, if you've never been to a comedy show, go to a comedy show. If you've never been to the theatre, go to the theatre. If you never read or, or, or learned about a certain area in your life, go learn about it. If you've never experienced new cultures or diverse foods, you know, go learn, explore, learn about history, learn about geography, learn about whatever it is you want to learn about, you learn about poetry, you know, learn whatever you want to explore and learn, go for it. The problem is a lot of people don't have that drive, that energy. They don't feel the need to learn. They're not dedicated to being a lifelong learner. And that's why they tend to change the least. Now, you don't have to change. If you're happy with your life, then goodness me, you've achieved the life's main goal, being happy. That's what living is about. Being happy, being peaceful, enjoying the beauties of life, experiencing love, sharing love, being grateful. You know, if you're currently doing that, then keep going. But from my experiences and the people I work with, a lot of people, even if they are happy, what happens is if you still do the same sort of things, you'll fall into familiarity. You will fall into your comfort zone. You will eventually stagnate because if we're not progressing, we're getting worse. So if you want to be happy, you literally need to be reinventing yourself. If you're the same person as you were 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 years ago, you're in trouble. You're not changing quickly enough. That's why you're probably not experiencing as much joy, peace, inner, inner peace, excitement, passion, love, joy as you could and should be. So challenge yourself to do new things. That's that rant over. Next, we have learning new things. Yes, so experiencing new things and also learning new things. I don't care what you learn. And like to you, obviously, it's better for you to learn about things that are important to you. For example, if for a living you are a salesperson, then it might make sense for you to become a specialist in sales, in you know, going on courses, reading books on sales, going to workshops, going and, and, and becoming an accredited salesperson in a different way. I don't know. Going and getting a role model who's been, you know, one of the best salesmen in the country or the world for that matter. You know, that's how you can constantly learn, especially in areas that are important to you. At the very least, if you're someone you think, you know what, Alex, I don't know what I'm interested in. I, I'm not very passionate. In, I don't have many interests, to be honest. That's absolutely fine. Be random in what you learn. The key is to learn. I don't care what you learn. You can learn how to play cards. You you can learn, I don't know, you can learn how to sew. You can learn how to cook. You can learn how to create music. You can learn how to be a choreographer, you know, how to dance and create a dance routine. I don't know. Not too bothered. Do what you want to do. The key is to constantly learn because when you learn something, you double the amount of connections made in your brain from 1,300 to 2,600 connections, right? This is good. This is the essence of learning. Learning is called uh, creating new synaptic connections. Learning is creating new connections amongst your neurons. Learning is creating different connections amongst neurons. 
That's the process. That's what leads to new thoughts and learning. Now, the key is there is a forgetting curve, which simply means that we can forget up to 80% of what we've learned within just 48 hours, which is why we need to revisit, memorize and learn, relearn, sorry, what you had just recently learned. So if you watch a great video, you know, aka one of my amazing YouTube videos, then yes, have a notepad and paper, go for it, make notes, but revisit that learning. Because if you watch a great video and you're like, oh, Alex, you, you taught me so much. I'm so happy. Great, great, great. But if, if that's the only time you ever watch that video or similar videos, then that information is going to go. More likely than not, it will not make it to your long-term memory. You need to keep those connections strong. Once new connections in your neurons have been made, like they will prune apart. They will fall apart and tear apart from one another. A little bit of emotive language there, hyperbole, I guess, but it's so that you understand what happens. This is why, you know, learn to teach the material you just learned. That's a great way of instilling learning. You know, study and learn and write about the things that you've just learned. Revisit it. Talk to people about what you've just learned. Uh, you know, watch it on a regular basis or read it, uh, read, read about that topic on a regular basis in order to instill it in your long term memory. So learn new things, but also revise that material. <clears throat> Next, we have talking about your environment. Clear your environment. Your environment, your external world and your internal world are constantly communicating. And yes, it's more important. I think it's more significant for you to ensure that your internal world is more profound and powerful than your external world. And I'll explain what that means exactly in a moment. <clears throat> but one of the reasons why many people suffer is because they make their external world more powerful than their internal world, which means that they're more reactive. They're more susceptible to being influenced by other people and other situations and other contexts. If your external world is more important than your internal world, then you're more likely to give up on your ambitions, your loves, your passions more easily. You become weaker. You're less resilient when your external world is too strong for your internal world. That means if someone says to you, you know, you suck, <laughs> you know, I don't like the book you write, I don't like the music you produced, I don't like the, you, I don't like your physical shape, I don't like this and that. If you take their what they say on board and it affects you mentally and emotionally, then you are susceptible to the external environment. You are susceptible to the external world. So I'm not saying detach from it completely because we need to, you know, being social beings, being gregarious, sharing, learning, experiencing new things, learning from other brilliant people. That's very much a key factor in life and in living. But your internal world needs to be stronger. That's why we need to constantly learn new things, challenge ourselves, experience new things, working on our self-esteem, becoming more disciplined, you know, making time for the things that we love, putting ourselves first so that we, we teach ourselves that we are valuable beings, that we deserve to be happy and so on and so forth. So your environment represents your mentality, if you will. So if you live in a, in a, in a flat, in a bungalow, in a house, in a mansion that's very messy... Or if you work in an office that's very messy, that will reflect your state of mind. That will reflect the level of compulsive thinking, mental chaos, mental entropy in your mind. So instead, I know you're busy. If, you, if you're extremely busy like I am and you're fortunate enough to have other people clean and organize for you, then do that. That's fine. The key is to make your physical environment peaceful, spacious, organized, but also rich. 
You need a rich environment around you because when you have very powerful, enriching, beautiful physical environments, whether that be photographs of family members, people with whom you love, whether that be, uh, I don't know, having having your house and having a balcony where you can look out of your windows in your balcony and you can see mountains or the sea or you can see something else that's beautiful or, you know, anything else that's very enriching, a very enriching, powerful environment, you know, filled with maybe, I don't know, amazing, amazing technology, like amazing computers, televisions, I don't know, whatever is rich and, and uh, beautiful to you. Go for lots of colours, around your office if if that's what gets you motivated and what you like what it does is rich powerful environments stimulate bdnf i told you about this earlier with exercise hit training now you want to do this and i told you the benefits of brain derived nootropic factor it increases your energy makes you sharper makes you more alert helps you to make change in your life more and so on and so forth so yes focus on having a clear clean organized environment Okay, now this is key because this is what's going to enable you to change in the long run. Okay, next we have our relationships. Yes, we want unconditional love in relationships. Let me explain to you the difference between conditional and unconditional. A conditional relationship is if you um, help me with my assignment, then I will help you uh, by giving you advice about, about a topic on your mind. I'll give you another example. If you give me a nice, if you buy me a nice meal, I will buy you nice drinks. This is conditional love. This is a conditional, you can see it like a, a business transaction. Okay, this is not unconditional love. Um, the same applies to the dating world, you know, uh, which can be seen in very much like a business transaction. You know, that's that's a euphemism for other words here. But, it's, you know, if I take you to dinner or if I take you for drinks, you know, and you satisfy me physically, then that in itself is like a business transaction as well, isn't it? Um, so the key to thriving in life and being an extremely happy person is developing relationships that are unconditional that means accepting and loving people regardless of who they are and what they achieve that means loving your children even if they don't become the doctor or the lawyer that you wanted them to be that means loving your spouse your partner wholeheartedly even if they did not change the way you expected them to change for example this is examples of unconditional love. You can tell if someone has unconditional love for you because they are the people who are there for you in times of need. You know, you know who your fake friends are or people who you thought were friends, but they really aren't uh, because they are the ones that are there for you when things are going well for you in your life and when they want help and assistance. But then when you need help, they're no longer there to be found. That's another way in which you can tell whether people have unconditional love for you. The reason why you want unconditional love is because if you experience that, then it, it propels you, it gives you the, the energy, the, the inner power to go and thrive in your business, in your career, in your investments, in your life, in your relationships, in your family endeavours, in your goals, in your purpose in life. 
So work on your um, relationships for sure. Next, we have our labels. Be careful when you use the pronouns I am, because when you use I am, you command yourself into a destiny. You teach yourself that this is the way things are for you in your life right now. And also, this is the way it's going to be in the future. For example, a lot of people have some limiting labels and limiting beliefs, such as I am clumsy. I am unintelligent. I am unworthy. I don't deserve this person. I don't deserve to be wealthy. I don't deserve love. Or or you can have some some egoic positive well, I wouldn't say positive because really they're quite damaging. But you can also have like some really selfish, time-bound, conditioned consciousness beliefs such as I'm the most amazing person in the world. I'm better than you. I'm superb. I'm, unde- you know, undefeatable. I am impervious. I am more important or more beautiful or more interesting or funnier than any person in the whole world. This is egoic thinking. This is when we over-identify with the mind and we look to be exclusive, we look to be different, we look to be unique. But that's not the way we are. We are all similar human beings, whether we like to admit it or not. So, instead, acknowledge that we're all living creatures. Maybe creatures are a bit harsh. But acknowledge that we're all living beings with similar experiences. You know, we we all eat, we all go to the toilet, we all sleep. We all we all laugh, we all cry, we all we all talk, we all interact, we all experience certain perceptions, we all have similar thoughts and so on and so forth to varying degrees. Right? So we're very much similar, which is why we need to have unconditioned consciousness, pure consciousness, a higher level of consciousness, where we see past our limited personalities, where we see past uh, the basics of looking to get one over on people or looking to be more significant or different to people. People who are enlightened and awakened see beyond that. We're far more spiritual and we're far more aware. We can see, metaphorically, we can see further than your average egoic dominated person, okay? So, yes, be careful with your labels. Think greater than how you feel, yes, the problem is a lot of people have taught themselves to live in the past. When you live in the past, you remind yourself of the, the negative things you've experienced. And we begin to use that as excuses to justify why we aren't as happy as we should be. Or, you know, we might be overweight because of our past and obese because people let us down or we were abused. Or we, we seek short-term gratification in our relationships rather than building beautiful long-term relationships because i don't know you were exploited physically at a younger age or you know you felt let down by your parents which is why you you've you've grown up and you've had a chip on your shoulder throughout your life for example uh, or you you become you know you're 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 someone who's very violent or physically dangerous because of the physical danger you experienced at a younger age. It doesn't have to be as severe as the examples I've just given. I'm just giving you diverse examples here. The problem is when you wake up and you remind yourself of the painful past, then you will uh, you will not be able to change your thoughts and change your results and become a better quality person. You're not going to progress because you're constantly reminding yourself of your limitations. You're constantly reminding yourself of your past. You're living in your ego and therefore you're not going to be experiencing the present moment. You're not going to be able to live in the future and create the kind of future you want for yourself because you're stuck in the past. Painful emotions have branded you emotionally and you're too engrossed in them to be able to see beyond them. 
And that's why we need to think greater than how we feel. That means forcing ourselves to step outside of our comfort zone, which is what I told you about earlier. And learning to be more present. Yes, the importance of presence is key. Being present means being fully aware, fully in the now, paying attention. For example, I'm extremely present because I'm just focused about talking to you now and articulating notions to you right now. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner later. I'm not thinking about a meeting that I'm going to have next week. I'm not thinking about an investment that I'm going to make next month or next year. You know, I'm not lost in the past. I'm not thinking about, or, you know, uh, when I felt let down or if I lost a job or if I got into an accident or I'm not thinking about an argument I had with someone last week whilst I'm talking to you. No, I'm fully present. And if, you, if you're someone who your body's often there but your mind's not with you in many situations because your mind is elsewhere in the past or in the future, then you are lost in time and you are therefore sh- living in chronic stress when you do this. Therefore, you're, you are being dominated by your ego. You are overly identifying with the mind. And you're therefore not present. So instead, we can be present. And deep breathing is the, one of the easiest ways in which we can be more present. When you focus your conscious attention on inhaling and exhaling, breathing in deeply, focusing on every single breath, then you cannot simultaneously be lost in the past or focus too much on the future. So breathing is one of the easiest ways to become more present. Also, there are some other small things you can do. Paying attention to small things that many people overlook in their day-to-day lives. Paying attention to the wind. Paying attention to small insects that you literally overlook or not pay attention to because you're too busy jumping from one activity to the other. Paying attention and listening to the birds chirping or the laughter of children, for example, or or. or or being present and you know and looking at the, the the air i don't know i'm giving you all kinds of examples looking at the plane as it as it's flying through the air you know do you know what i mean really pay attention to the small beautiful things be present this means being focused on your senses what you feel what you touch what you can hear what you can say what you can taste and so on and so forth when you're really paying attention to your sensory data if you will For example, me right now, if I were to focus on my feet being on the ground, I'm sitting on a lovely, comfortable chair. If I were to focus on my bottom and my back being pressed up against this comfortable chair, I'll be present. If I were to look around my environment and see the lovely things around me, my studio and all all these sorts of things, then I am being present. The problem is a lot of people, have you ever known someone who who seems that they're, they're quite depressed, but yet they could be at a party full of hundreds of people who are smiling, having a good time and so on and so forth? That's because they are not being present. They are depressed because they've taught themselves to be focused on the past and their level is hopelessness and despondence and so on and so forth. So, there we go. Wow, very powerful stuff. I'm sure you can appreciate that. Lastly, we're going to talk about sleep. Yes, the importance of sleep. I've, um, I've done a podcast on sleep already, really detailed, based, packed uh, with scientific data, Packed with teaching you how to sleep better, how to get into a great sleeping routine, the importance of sleep, what happens to your brain cells, your quality of life, uh, how you suffer in terms of illness and diseases by not sleeping well, how your productivity, your performance can drastically diminish as a consequence of disastrously uh, being deprived of sleep. Okay, so instead, 
focus on sleeping eight to eight hours every single day if you can. Um, I've written a blog on the importance of sleep as well. If you want to read that, go check out my blog at www.alexgenblog.com. Um, and yeah, I mean, sleep is so crucial. It improves when you sleep well, it makes you more creative. It helps to transfer short term knowledge to a long term memory. It helps to protect your immune system because it produces nat- when you sleep well, it produces natural killer cells, which go off and kill cancerous cells and cells that are dangerous uh, with dangerous elements and so on and so forth. So when you sleep, um, you know, you become you're more focused, you're more aware, it improves how your hormones function, you're less likely to eat impulsively and ravenously if you're sleeping well. Um, so sleep quality is so important because sleep is where you become, sleep is when you hallucinate. And literally, if you suffer from insomnia and, and, and you not you don't sleep well and consistently, then you're going to start to hallucinate whilst you are awake and you start to lose connection between what's real what's not real and you kind of lose your marbles metaphorically speaking um so please be aware of the importance of sleep do everything in your power to improve the quality of your sleep uh, and yeah i'm not going to go into too much detail because i've already done that so again other piece of evidence i can give is like learn to disconnect from your external world in particular technology i mean your average person uses instagram 150 times a day science and studies now show that if if you are on facebook for over 10 minutes at a time for however long you spend on facebook after that 10 minute duration roughly is what they're approximating here you begin to experience worse and worse emotions, probably because you're seeing other people, the best of people's lives, and you think that their lives are always amazing because you're lost in your ego and because you start to think about, oh, my life is not that good or I'm missing this, I don't have that, that person looks rich, I'm not rich, that person's in a great relationship, I've done a relationship. You start to beat yourself up in many different ways. So, um, yes, learn to detach from your phone, don't jump on your phone when when you wake up, you know, give yourself a couple of hours to kind of focus on your morning routine, make time for yourself, like I said earlier, because when you go on your phone, you remind yourself of who you are, your limitations, your labels, and it's just very hard to change your routines and your life if you're constantly reminding yourself of what you are and what you're not, um, and it's very damaging, It's just it's just not very healthy for us. So, you know, I didn't tell you about the importance of visualization. Mentally rehearse the person you want to be. Just decide who do you want to be in your life. Like, obviously, don't start to dress like these people. That's just weird. That's really possessive. That's really freaky. But... And what I've done throughout my life is, you know, I've got amazing role models in many different areas in my life. I have role models that relates to the fitness industry. I have role models as it relates to being conscious and awakened being. I have role models as it relates, as it relates to wealth. Do you know what I mean? In terms of people who run successful businesses and investments and so on and so forth. I have role models and mentors in different areas of my life. And that's why I'm constantly metaphorically sharpening my sword, constantly getting better, improving my life, being a lifelong learner, constantly stimulating neuroplasticity, neurogenesis, constantly changing, being a newer, updated version of myself so that I can go on and thrive in life and help many people in lots of different ways. And I feel constantly high on energy. I'm high on life. 
life because I'm constantly stepping outside of my comfort zone, constantly doing things that change me, that change my perspectives, my beliefs and so on and so forth. So practice mentally rehearsing who you want to be. Literally visualize who you want to be. Visualize the success you want to bring in your life. See it through your own eyes. See it, make it bright, make it vivid, make it take up your periphery of vision rather than seeing it through a like a like a frame, like a portrait, like a drawing, if you will. Add some sound, add some clips and movement to these images to make it even more powerful. Make it very bright. Zoom into some key parts of the image that really resonate with you, the most meaningful parts of the image, for example. Um, These are some of the NLP strategies that you can utilize to associate with the experience more because your unconscious cannot tell the difference between something that's been vividly imagined and constructed and also something that's actually happened in real life. Uh, So yes, kind of brainwash your own brain by um, propelling yourself into the future whilst you're in the present moment. I hope you appreciated uh, this podcast. I've hoped you've learned a lot. Make sure you get in touch. Let me know what other things you'd like me to share in, in future podcasts and so on and so forth. Make sure you get my book, The Art of Power, Happiness and Success. You can get that at Amazon. You can also get it at my store at www.alexgemstore.com. Uh, look after yourself. You might want to get my course. You can get that at my website at www.alexgem.com. Just click where it says join PHS course today. Enter your credit card details. You'll gain instant access to this brilliant course. It's taking you step by step to improve your levels of abundance, happiness, peacefulness, to develop your self-esteem, to help you to achieve your goals, to help you to be more conscious, more present in your life, to help you to change your beliefs and eradicate your limiting beliefs and overcome your fears. This course is tremendous. Amazing eBooks given for free, which is worth, which are worth $50 each. Incredible stuff. Amazing exclusive video footage, podcast material and audio segments given as bonuses. It's ridiculous. I offer a payment plan as well. I also offer a 30-day money-back guarantee for the extra reassurance. Go for it. Step outside of your comfort zone. Take control of your life. And this, this course is guaranteed to improve your quality of life. Look after yourself. Stay strong. And I'll see you soon.